Let's uh, start with a word of prayer, okay? Heavenly Father, we thank you now, Lord, for this opportunity to be able to, for me to be able to share your word, Lord. And I, I just ask, Lord God, that, that I would take me out of the way and I would put your Holy Spirit and your intent for this message to be heard by each person, whether they're present here or watching on television, Lord, that you would, uh, that you would just uh, be able to give them open ears and hear your word, not mine. Um, we thank you, Lord God, for this day. May you bless this time, Lord, and uh, may you give us all ears to hear. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, so um, my, we just had Thanksgiving, right? That was uh, great. I had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, very different. Uh, not all my family was together with me, and it it it, it really you know since the kids got married and you know lives change and they have to spend time. We have to share with with the other families. I don't want to. I want them with us all the time. I don't want to share. I want to be selfish, right? <laughs> but I, but I have to share. So anyway, so they're. Some were doing their own thing, but Jill and I were with Heidi and Kane, and uh, we had a very lovely Thanksgiving. Um, uh, and 2020 is just like we only have one more month left of 2020. What do you think of that? Isn't that a great thing? Can any can anybody name like five good things that happened in 2020? I didn't think so. Uh, can anybody name two? I didn't think so. Hindsight, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I thought of one, <laughs> one really good thing, and it's that God loves me, <laughs> right? <laughs> Through it all, God loves us. He does. He absolutely loves us. And the title of my message today is, uh, What the World Needs Now is, is Love, Baby. That's right. What the world need now, needs now is love. And, and, uh, and, and, so how many love messages at church have you heard? I mean, lots. I mean, there's a lot of love messages. I don't think we can really get enough love, but sometimes you think, you know, I've heard that a thousand times before. I don't need to hear it again today. But yeah, you do. And here's why. I was telling Alex uh, before church this morning that, um, that when it comes to uh, certain sermons that you've heard a lot, you, you hear about them because a lot of times it's the blocking and tackling of our faith. You think, oh, what does that mean? So back when I was in high school, um, whenever we would win a game, that was great. But when we lost a game, the coach was always mad at us. And he said, the reason we lost is because we don't know how to block and tackle. So this week, that's all we're going to do is block and tackle. And we did. And it was the worst thing in the world because we thought we knew how to do it, but he was right. We didn't know how to do it. And so we had to go back to the basics. And the love is the basis of our faith it is the foundation it's the message god gives us and so can we hear too much of that i don't think so and maybe just maybe you'll hear something today that you haven't heard in the past and it might give you a different opinion about what god's love is all about so first john 4 16 says that god is love this is the basis of love that's what he's all about. Um, and with that in mind, I got to share that a lot has happened since the last time that I, that I have spoken here at church. Uh, it's been a few months, but um, a lot has happened since then. 
One thing is that Jill and I sold our house, and uh, it, we put it on. Eight days later, it was sold. It was a cash offer. It was 30-day escrow. We had to be out. So now we're living in our fifth wheel. So that is pretty crazy. And, uh, and so you're going from 2,600 square feet to uh, 450 square feet. So it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. And so we're living at the Crest RV Park. If you're ever out there eating, stop by and say hello. You know, I don't know if I'll be there, but Joe most likely will be. And, uh, you know, so it's a, it's a big transition for us. And, and we have other things in mind. This is actually all part of our plan. And we were going to do this, and we're doing it, and uh, we're still trying to get used to it. So it's pretty, pretty weird. But another thing that happened was that there was an election last time we talked. And, uh, and you know, regardless of where you stand regarding politics and all that stuff, I got to tell you, after the election, I was in a big funk. Okay, I was like, I was like, for three or four days, I was just like all jacked up, because, uh, and, and I'm not going to go into any of that. If you want to talk to me afterward, I, you know, it's fine. But up here right now, I would just say I was not very happy camper, and uh, and and I was angry. I was mad, and uh, and and I got to tell you, in my mind's mind, my mind's eye, I was hating people absolutely hating him and i even said that to god well god took me behind the woodshed and uh we we had a we had a conversation about my attitude because my attitude really stunk and and really he told me i died for them i died for the people that you're telling me and and you're telling yourself that you don't like that you hate and so i really i really had to think about that and there's a scripture that came to mind galatians 2:20 the Apostle Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no, longer, uh, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and, and, uh, and gave himself for me. So what I was doing is I was relying upon my flesh to dictate to me how I was going to feel about other people that God died for, Christ died for, Okay. And, and really, if I'm a Christian, I need to believe these words. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And he's giving me a different opinion of things. And if I'm supposed to be a follower of Christ, I, I, I need to love people. I need to have a different opinion. I can't rely upon my flesh to tell me how I'm supposed to think because I've been washed by the blood of the lamb. And so I need, I need to have a different attitude about things. And it's real easy to lean back on some of those things that you used to think in the past. But, you know, I would like to think that I've advanced past that, but sometimes I haven't. And, and I need a kick in the rear end. And that's basically what happened. Thank God it only lasted three or four days. Or I could still be here whining right now, and I'm not. Now, do I like it? No, I don't like it. Am I mad? Well, yeah, kind of mad. But do I hate anybody? No, I don't. Because Christ died for those people that I was mad at. So you know what? If he loved them enough to die for them, I should love them enough to be able to love on them. You know? I get opportunities all the time to love on people. And do I really do it? I do sometimes. But I got to tell you, I have been love crazy since then. 
I have. I've been telling people. I've, I've been talking. I just talked to anybody. You know, I, I think uh, uh, we were doing a personality profile, and I was picked as uh, the type of person that will talk to anybody. And, but a lot of times, I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to walk around like that. And, and there's parts of me that, that wants to, and there's parts of me that doesn't want to, but I need, I need to do that. Um, and that may not be you, but there are ways that we can love people without just jumping out and saying, hey, I love you, you know, and giving them a big hug and a high five. You know, there's, there's a lot of other ways that we can uh, exemplify that. Let me go back to this thing. I need to add more time on this. Joy, can you help me with this? Add more time? No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to. <coughs> <laughs> So, so God loves people, believers and non-believers, Democrats and Republicans. He loves them. Amen. He loves them. He died for them. People that are tall, people that are short, people that have mustaches and people that don't. He loves them. Men and women, children, old people, big people, little people. He loves us all. He loves people that don't believe in him. He loves people that hate him. He still loves them. He still died for them. He's setting the example for all of us to be able to do the same thing. At Luke 10, 25 through 37, here's a great example of love. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him. Him is Jesus. Saying, teacher, What shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and all your mind. And and I'll stop there and just say, a number of years ago, I decided that that was going to be my MO in life. Modus operandi. I wanted to live by that, that command, by Christ. Love everybody. Love God, love people, okay? And you probably heard a lot about that, and, and I think that's a great, a great, very short version of, of my faith and what I try to do. Love God, love people. And he said to him, you have answered rightly. Do this, and you will live. But he, the attorney, the, the, the lawyer, of course, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down the road and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, another form of priestly person in uh, the Jewish faith, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, a Samaritan, the Jews didn't like the Samaritans. The Samaritans were basically half Jewish and half Assyrian. And so they looked at him as half-breeds. They, they were not they were not of the same level. And, and actually, the Samaritans felt the same way about the Jews. They didn't like each other. But here we have a situation where a Samaritan is walking along and he sees the guy laying on the side of the road. As he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, 
pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took two denarii, denarii, said it denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said to him take care of him and whatever you whatever more you send i will come again and i will repay you so which of these three do you think was the, the neighbor to him who fell among the thieves and he said he who showed mercy on him then jesus said go and do likewise now do you think if the guy said uh, one of the one of the uh, the bad guys do you think if he had said that Jesus would have said the same thing? I think he would have. Because they're all our neighbors. Not just the good people can be our neighbors. We have lousy people that are neighbors, right? You know, one of the things that we didn't like about where we lived is there were people a few doors down, and they weren't Bakersfield type of people. They were people from, like, you know, somewhere else. And that somewhere else is a place I don't like. And they played loud music. And I'm getting older. And I don't like loud music anymore. And I don't like their kind of music. And I don't want to listen to it. i got to reactivate this darn thing. So, so, you know, I'm just telling you like, I, you know, that like it is. And, uh, but they're my neighbors. So, so God put it in my heart one day to go down there and invite them to church. I invited them to church. I told them God loved them. Did I want to do that? No, I didn't want to do that. But I wanted to stop the music. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, no, I'm not. I'm, I really wanted to stop the music. But that's not why I did it, because God told me to do it. So I went down and did it. This, this goes back a while. They didn't come to church. But that's okay. They don't have to come to church. God told me to do that, right? Okay, Lord. Anyway, that parable explains how we're supposed to treat other people. We're supposed to treat them with love. Look, the, the Levite and the priest, they, you know, you'd think that they'd be the first ones to do it. But no, they, they didn't, they chose not to. Maybe it wasn't part of their ministry. You know, maybe they just thought, you know, that's not my job. You know, I'm a Levite. I don't do that sort of thing. I don't know. The Samaritan, I thought, did a great job. Um, anyway. So I got to say, uh, in Matthew 5 14 6 14 through 16 jesus said you are the light of the world a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand and it gives light to all that are in the house let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glory glory glorify your father in heaven you know, and that's really what we have been called to do is to be a light on a hill. And, and, and sometimes you may not want to be a light on a hill. God has called you to do it. Sometimes you operate out of your flesh. I operate out of my flesh. And when I do that, you know, it's, it's not right. I, I, I need to be the light of God. I need to be his hands. I need to be his feet. I need to speak words that come from him and the Holy Spirit. And not necessarily rely upon my flesh to do it. Because when I do that, uh, it sends the wrong message. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not that person that I used to be. I mean, you know, so I could sit there and I could say, you know, I was really unhappy with a lot of people during this election. But at one time, they were no different than me. I guess that's my point. Sometimes we forget what we used to be like before we became believers. 
and somebody reached their hand out and helped me become a Christian. Okay? We need to remember how we were because there are other people out there that need to know God's love. And it's up to us to tell them. Maybe, maybe, maybe we don't, we're not comfortable. We don't want to preach, you know, but we, can, we could go and hand them a flyer. We could go and knock on their door. We, we could, you know, who knows? Maybe we can smile at somebody. Maybe we, there are a, t- a million ways that we can love on people, right? We just need to love. Just love. And not our love. It's God's love that comes out of us. So I got off on a tangent. So I may read something here that I want to say, but something I might have just said might be in here, so I apologize for that. So what I wrote is, I had to remember that before I was a follower of Christ, I was just like those folks that I started hating. And you know, I th- I'm not going to read any more of that because I've already said all this stuff. See, that's what I do is I, I get carried away and I start getting ahead of myself, but that's okay. So that's our job. That's what we need to be doing. Someone may ask, how can we love when there is so much division in our world? We can do it through Christ. We can do it through his Holy Spirit. And he will guide us. If we're open to God's Holy Spirit, he'll tell us who to love on. So I got to share a little story. I was going to do this later. I'm going to do it now. Um, so I was, I was with Heidi and Jill and Kane, and we were having breakfast. Uh, Heidi invited us over to have breakfast at a restaurant. And we met at this place, and, um, and we were being served. And there was this one lady that, that seated us, and she gave us the menus. And she, the way that she spoke told me she was probably the owner of this restaurant. So after she came back a couple of times, I asked her, I said, are you the owner of this restaurant? And she said, yeah. And I said, you know, in my work, and I told her what I do for a living, I'm a banker, and, and uh, we talked a little bit about the PPP program, which uh, a lot of business owners went through. Um, and and what, she, what she was telling me just grieved my heart because she was sharing how much stress and pressure that's going on right now with restaurant owners because of COVID-19. And it's, and, it, and it's really hard. I mean, you can imagine setting up and tearing down and, and having, having a, a, a tent and not having a tent. And I mean, just er, you know, where they shut you down, you can have people inside and then you can only have people outside and then you can't have any people at all. It has to be dri- pickup or drive-through. I mean, it, it's, just, it's just hard. And these folks are really going through a lot of stress because their livelihood is at the, is at the tip of our governor's, you know, signing of, of, uh, of another order because of COVID. It's, it's not an easy thing. And I just felt her, her I mean, it, it really, it really, I felt it strongly. And I did during that whole process of PPP. And, and I, the Lord told me, pray for her right now. This was in the restaurant. Okay, Lord, so I just got up and I laid hands on her <laughs> right there in the restaurant and I prayed for her. And she just burst out crying. And, and you know, there are times when you feel in the, your heart of hearts that God is calling you. And he's saying, you know what? Do this. And how many times do you say, oh, but, but there's people here, they're looking. Maybe they need to look. Maybe they need to watch. Maybe they need to see what's really happening. And, um, and, and that was the real deal. And so I'm just sharing basically today that God wants us all 
to be listening, to be hearing him, and that he's got a message for people, and it's going to be through us. So, you know, really, that's my message today, and uh, I got way off the, in the weeds here, but it's, it's all okay because it's what I want to say. Hang on, let me find out where I'm at. Oh, yeah, okay. We need, we need to begin seeing our neighbor with a different lens. You know, we, we have a certain uh, way that we see people, and we, we kind of earmark them, and we put them in a box, and we say, that's the kind of person I don't really want to hang around or I don't want to be around. But we need to see them how God sees them. Dr. Martin Luther King said, Love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy into a friend. It's about love. He was not talking about human love, but God's love. This is a love that you cannot receive without God. It requires turning things over to God because only he can fix a matter that is beyond human repair. Only God can fix our human condition of sinful mankind and to cleanse us from the inside out through the forgiveness of our sins. Love is a part of God's supernatural disposition. Just like joy and peace, and in God, we have the ability to have his disposition. I believe this disposition is how Dr. King could continue to walk in love during very turbulent times. So like Dr. King, we can walk in love through the pandemic. And as we do, people will know us by our love. Isn't that so right? Isn't that so right? It's not political. It's not, it's not any of that stuff. It's about what God wants us to do. In his sermon, The Drum Major Instinct, Dr. King preached that we all desire to feel important and lead the parade. He said there is nothing wrong with that, but we should first desire to be number one in loving people. 1 John 4, 7 and 8, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. 1 John 4, 9 through 10. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. He loved us first. And because he loved us, we can have that love. We can have his disposition in our lives. Lamentations 3.22 says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Yes, new every morning. No, yeah. Great is your faithfulness. I love the song. After I was writing that, I was singing that song for the rest of the day. Romans 5.5 5 says, And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts 
through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So that's where we get it is from the Holy Spirit, right? And we, we believe in the Holy Spirit, right? He fills us with that love. And you know, you can never get too much. I mean, when we get love, whenever God fills us, he fills us not just to the brim, but we overflow with that. And what do we do with the overflow? We give it to everybody else. So that's, that's really what we need to be doing. This pandemic has everybody in a funk. You know what? We can get out of it with God's love. You know? And just share it. Just share it. Don't be afraid. Don't, you know, just be bold. Just get out there and share it in, in actions, in words, in deed. And, and also that when they watch you, even if you don't say anything, that they can tell you're a Christian just by the way that you act. Okay? That's just what we need to be doing. If we're in a funk, we need to get out of it, and God will get us out of it. But we have to, we, it's, our it's our choice. We can either choose to be in the funk, or we can choose to step out of it and walk in God's light and be that light to other people. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So you know what? If you're sitting, sitting there saying, you know what? I can't do that because, you know, people are watching or, you know what? Just, just get up and do it. You know, you, you'll know when God tells you. He's that still and quiet voice in your heart. You can hear it. it, it's, it and a lot of times it's not quiet. It's loud. But you don't do it. You don't step up because you're chicken or whatever, you know. And I know I've been there. I do that too. But I, I got to start stepping out. Got to start stepping out. Three things I want to leave you with here this morning. Actually, there's more. But I guess I have to keep it to three things. That's, the, that's what they say, right? Three-point message. Okay. If you want to hear more, ask me later. <clears throat> three things I want to leave you with this morning. Number one, check your heart for any unforgiven sin. And repent if you are under conviction by the Holy Spirit. Okay? If God's knocking on your door and, and you keep saying no, 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 you need to repent of that. You know, just say, you know what? I'm drawing a line in the sand. And this is just the way it's going to be from now on. Follow his word. When he speaks to you, act, respond, do what you need to do. The Holy Spirit's telling you what to do. You just need to do it. Okay? That's number one. Number two, look at all, all people. Through the lens of godly wisdom, not earthly wisdom. Earthly wisdom is nothing. Earthly wisdom is wrong. You know, there's a lot of wise people out there, and they do a lot of wise things. But you know what? Just like, just like uh, uh, love, there's, there's earthly and worldly love. You know, the devil can come up with a scheme in order to replicate everything that God does. But it's not perfect. What God does is perfect. The devil, there's always a gotcha. Just like love. You know, when we talk about love, the devil, the devil has an imitation of love, but it is something that requires something in return, right? It's conditional. God's love is unconditional. He loves us whether we love him or not. He may not like what we do, but he still loves us. That's how we got to be here right now. And then number three, Love them not with your own fleshly ability, but with Christ's love through his Holy Spirit. So I have a closing, a closing comment, but I already said it. So it's just the way it is. <laughs> Maybe the second service, will, you know, I'll, I'll get it right. But that's okay. The Lord told me to say it then. So that's the way it goes. Isn't that right, David? Amen. That's right. So anyway, that's my message today. And you know what? Just, just walk Walk in the light. Reflect God's light. He will never leave you or forsake you. 
He loves you always. COVID-19 has not been an easy thing. It's been hard. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, it's, it's just been hard for everybody. Um, but we'll get through this. But just cling onto God's word. Cling onto his love. People need to hear about God's love right now. Okay? It's all good. And, and God's Holy Spirit will guide you as to what to say and when. Heavenly Father, we thank you now, Lord God, for your word. And I just pray, Lord, that the things that uh, you shared here today, Lord, that they can resonate in people and that uh, we can just draw a little bit closer and to be a little bit more like your son. Help us, Lord God, to just uh, be a little bolder, that we would walk in your spirit-led boldness in the things that we think, do, and say. And uh, we give our thanks now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.